Hello and welcome to Talking Flutes Extra. As you can tell from the noise outside, I'm in the centre of London. Oh, hi. Yes, I'm that well. Oh, he's... <laughs> I think he likes me, that guy. <laughs> I'm here with a very special person. A very famous social media it. It's Praveen the Flute Guy. Hi, Praveen. Hello, John Paul. Yeah, nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my, my pleasure. And I'm honoured that you could make it. It's cold out here, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit chilly, actually. We've been here for a while. (laughs) (laughs) We've been for a long time. Now, I've been dying to do a podcast with you because you haven't been on social media as long as many of us, but you've you've taken it by storm. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely a beginner. I'm still learning the ropes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for the, uh, the people who have been supporting me, actually. Yeah, it's been awesome. And you've based it around what your passion is. And we'll, we'll, go, back, we'll go back a little bit in a minute. But your passion, which is bringing music, a pure style of music, and also linking that in to mental health and the mental health of the individual which is very different to what you did in the past, but we'll cover that in a second. Why have you taken that tack with your bansuri playing and with somebody's well-being? That's a really good question. Um, I guess there's a couple of answers. Um, so first and foremost, I'm really passionate about mental health due to personal experiences that I had at university and um, being in a family that doesn't necessarily appreciate um, a musician, a full-time musician. There's only three options in my family, being a a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. So, to come up from, <laughs> so, <laughs> to come from that kind of background and do music full time is uh, is interesting. Uh, it's an interesting journey. So there's that, and it's also um, when I started putting music up online, a lot of the responses that I received from people is that it sounds soothing and relaxing, and these are kind of words that are associated with um, mental health and being happy and uh, tranquility and things like that and so I decided you know why don't I bridge these two things together and bring in music specifically for mental health and I've also been aware of the fact that Indian classical music has been used to treat mental health for centuries and um, it's about time that we bring it into the 21st century into social media to the to many more people. But you didn't go down the obvious Bollywood route to get fans did you? (laughs) You've managed to capture fans by doing it your way. Yeah, um, every single day I get messages from people saying, hey, why don't you do a Bollywood cover? It's even got to the point where um, people criticise me because they're like, are you not proud of your culture? Are you not proud of your heritage? And to that I say, no, I am. I genuinely am. And um, I love Bollywood music. I love this kind of music. I guess, um, at the, first and foremost, I'm a classical musician. And I think, I don't know, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to be able to bridge classical music with other genres of music and it's something that uh, I, I do believe in the bridging of cultures as someone who is British Indian Sri Lankan I guess uh, <laughs> I believe in, in the bridging of cultures and so I think there's a whole world out there outside of Bollywood and um, it's so much fun to explore that well you do it because you mash up pop tunes western pop tunes <laughs> as in we're not talking about old stuff we're talking about new stuff yeah, I, I, I foresee a future where globalization goes exponential and this is I hope this becomes more and more often, you know, like we, we, we come from different kinds of worlds, but you know, I think it's about time we kind of have a conversation, a musical conversation as it were, and yeah. <laughs> so we'll come back to that in a second, but I want to take you back a bit. Is yeah, you said you are Indian, Sri Lankan, British background and I was born in Australia as well, so at oh, that <laughs> good grief. <laughs> Oh yes, a Heinz fifty-seven. Sort of, there's, so it's a, a beans. 
Heinz beans, and they, they say 57 varieties. Oh, yeah, yes. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we're on five already with you. Um, <laughs> now, you mentioned the, the, cult, the cultural thing. You're either a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. <laughs> but you're neither. You went to... Oh. What, where did you go? What university did you go to? I went to um, Oxford University. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that ticks one box, does it? Um, depends on what you mean. I mean, like, I went to Oxford University, but I studied biochemistry. So in the eyes of many people in the community, I come from, that's not good enough. But in the eyes of other people, it's like, oh, Oxford, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not one to say. And then you, once you graduated, you disappeared off to NASA for six months. What was that like? That was an incredible experience. I really, um, I cherish that experience because uh, number one, it took me outside of the UK um, and it took me traveling by myself in a country that I've never really been to. Um, and California is a beautiful state and it's, <laughs> it's a dream come true. I really want to be like, that's the place I would want to live if I could leave. Um, but also it got me into a working environment. I did science full time and uh, I was working with some of the the smartest people, smartest people I've ever met in my life. So it was truly an honor to be in that kind of environment, which is completely different to the environment I grew up with in London. And what did you learn about yourself in those six months that you can, that you can do, that you can do what you set your mind to? Yeah, and I also learned what I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just as important, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, I, I learned that I can't do the nine to five job. Um, I I wasn't inspired enough to wake up and just do the routine thing Monday to Friday and it just wasn't for me and I met people who were perfect for that you know and I was like I just can't do that myself um, and the crazy thing is when I was at NASA a lot of the time I was actually working on my music I was working I was collaborating with people there I was making music videos working with dancers musicians videographers photographers and I had a lot more fun doing that than working at NASA crazy enough um, so I learned a lot about, as you say, what I can't do and also what I can do. So from NASA to the Indian flute guy, I mean, that is a quantum leap. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Um, but it's, it's always been inside of me. I think it's, it was kind of boiling up from, from since I can remember. And uh, I remember when I was 16, I told my parents, I want to drop out of high school and do music full-time. I wanted to go to India and do music full-time and just have no money and just just rent some kind of place over there and just do music full time and just learn about everything I can about Indian classical music and they said you're never going to do that <laughs> you're going to finish high school and then we'll talk so I finished high school and then I was like okay how about now and they were like no no you're going to go to university it's like okay so I went to university I was like how about now like nope you're going to get a job and that's what happened with NASA but the whole time I guess I've always had the music kind of bubbling up inside I, I definitely wanted to do it full time I was never not going to do it full time and after NASA I think that's when I had number one the confidence but number two kind of an approval from my parents they were like you know what okay we'll give you a bit of time to do music full time let's see what, where it goes and so that's where I am right now <laughs> and the great thing about you not only is your social media pages and more again you can mention those in a, in a minute but you're a very peaceful guy in that you exude peace and you exude tranquility you're obviously a very modest guy as well. But that you smile. When you look at the pictures on your social media, smile. And that generates a smile. Happiness. I think to go from being a NASA scientist to saying, no, I'm going to give music a go. I'm going to explore people's... Or allow people to explore and be open with their mental health. And if I can be 
assistance in what I say and how I play my music, then life can be complete. I, I've always been passionate about happiness and um, you're completely right. I've been trying, um, what, I, what I'm trying to do with social media is to provide value as much as I can and to just, just be as kind as I can be and just to be able to consistently provide people with value because with the, as soon as I started the mental health videos, it actually started with me just playing the flute. I didn't even talk, I just played the flute and, and I got so many messages from people who said that they, some of them cried, some of them um, just really emotionally connected to, to the music. Um, and then as I talked to some of my friends um, who also really um, enjoyed that, that kind of music, they also said, why don't you talk? about mental health as well and so I was really actually scared <laughs> to talk about mental health because I always thought if I talk about anything people would just tell me to shut up and play the flute um, so that's that's been a fear of mine which I had in the past and but one rule I always have in life is to run towards your fears not away from them and so I told myself you know what just give it a go see what people say and I started talking in my mental health videos and started um, giving a bit of a prelude before uh, playing, talking about how what I play might be relevant to certain emotions or things like that. So um, as time went on, I, I've actually started vocalizing things as well and start talking about mental health. And people have responded positively to that. Um, people like the idea that we're having a conversation about mental health. And I think something, that's something that needs to be had in this day and age, um, especially in the social media age. I like the fact, and I think we spoke earlier, that you use the word mental health. You don't hide from those two words. It's not banged up or a different word is used, such as well-being or anything else. You go straight for the crutch, mental health. And I think that's the word that... Do you think that's the word we, we, we're scared of? Because if you say well-being yeah that could be anything that's quite ethereal but you go actually no we all have issues at times yeah exactly and that's exactly what i want to do come across with like i not only did i want to play the flute to help with mental health i wanted to talk about mental health and um not be afraid of talking about mental health because a lot of people are afraid of talking about mental health it's something that people live with in isolation and so saying mental health outwardly you know, unashamedly, like it's that's. I think that's an important part of this whole this whole process. Hello there. <laughs> Hi, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm with the Indian flute guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you th do you believe that a lot of people, when you mention the word mental health, see it as a sign of weakness rather than a sign of strength? In my experience, um, having done it for a few months, um, I haven't actually had any comments like that. I think people are actually saying the opposite. People are actually. Uh, saying because it's, it's a hard thing to talk about especially as someone who's experienced it it is it's difficult to to talk about it because it's often embarrassing and so um, by exposing your vulnerabilities I think that's actually a, something that people uh, admire and uh, think is actually strong Are you feeling a societal shift towards be, this openness towards understanding your emotions and being okay with them and working with them are you seeing that very different to perhaps when your parents were growing up when you kept your emotions very much yourself I am definitely seeing that yeah but at the same time I'm actually seeing um, almost the opposite as well I think with the way social media is going I've done a lot, lot of research on um, the, the effect of social media on the younger generation the millennial generation and um, it appears that loneliness is increasing people 
kids nowadays are more isolated than ever and especially with things like Instagram people are comparing followers I met a, a kid who's like 10 years old and he was like wow you have this many followers and I was like that's that really shouldn't be a metric of how you see me as a person and I think there, there is an unfortunate societal shift towards that but at the same time I'm hoping you know using social media to talk about these issues is a change for the better as well so I think these simultaneous things are happening so I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> from I know you say you've only been doing it a couple of months you've been doing social media for longer but you've been doing the mental health thing for a couple of months but the snowballing effect is there we can you as I we're walking down to this cafe trying to find somewhere in London to uh, sit and eat it and we've just as hard as a, <laughs> it's not normally that hard to find a coffee place <laughs> certainly by the side of a main road and I and I said to you that when you post on Instagram one picture, you know, I'm, it comes up quite quickly on my feed and I'll press like and I'll be watching, read, I always read what you write. And if it's a video, obviously I'll listen to it. But very quickly, people catch on. And it goes from single figures to hundreds into thousands. So you're obviously hitting on something. And it is not a cultural thing because I think it's something that crosses all identities certainly and um, I, I as I said yeah, I do believe in crossing identities you know I, I and that comes from who I am I I'm, I'm, I my heart is definitely in Britain but it's also in India it's also in Sri Lanka um, maybe a part of it is in Australia as well I mean I moved from Australia when I was like four years old so I don't really <laughs> identify as an Australian but um, yeah I, I do certainly believe that and I do um, in fact actually in the past when I uploaded photos the captions I put have been something like oh you know a new video coming soon or I'm in Germany right now, you know, something like that. But um, as I talked to my friends, they were actually like, you know what, why don't you post a bit more about how you feel and things like that. And so recently posts, I think a recent post I made was literally just one line, uh, which went something like, don't think about what other people think of you or something like that. Uh, so stop caring about what other people think of you. Just a simple line like that. Uh, another post I made recently was um, I used to get bullied in high school for playing the flute. Thank God I listened to them and stopped. So things like that. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, this is just in the last um, couple of weeks, actually. A friend of mine um, who I met up last month actually told me, advised me about doing this. And so now I'm trying to make all my posts kind of... Um, incongruent with the idea of mental health and um, just kind of just increasing the kind of dialogue we have about mental health and yeah and as you said earlier um, I try to when I when I do photo shoots with uh, the amazing photographers that I've worked with I, I work with them to kind of create that kind of artistic feel that um, is in line with mental health and the kind of um, aim of what I'm trying to do with music every one of your pictures that you post as I said to you are peaceful and I don't know how you do it but perhaps it's the skill of the photographer but the colours used and whether you're smiling or not smiling there's a peace within that and the visual which we a lot, a lot of us are very visual people Yes. and if you're feeling very low the visual can sometimes help to get you out it's the music that you start to bring in when you do live feeds when you, when you post videos up that I think can really be the hook and I think you're doing so so well so what's the future how are you going to expand this so that your parents let you carry on doing it well that's a really good question um, I have I don't even know if I'm, my parents will ever 100% approve of what I'm doing um, I know for a fact that there's other people in my, in my extended family who definitely do not approve and will never approve of what I do but uh, the future 
it's uh, I'm almost afraid because I don't even know what the future looks like but I'm also excited because of that too and uh, I definitely want to continue down this mental health route in fact I've got another huge huge project that I haven't announced yet in line with mental health that's not even music related per se that I'm really looking forward to releasing I've been working on it for the last two years actually so that's something I really am passionate about and hopefully we'll see what happens with that but alongside that the music will definitely continue with Flute for Mental Health I'm, I'm hoping to it's something I release every single Monday and I'm hoping as I travel around um, I'm hoping to collaborate with other artists and remake it a platform for all artists to kind of showcase not only what they're about but also help others in, in through that process and so yeah I really am thinking about developing Fruit for Mental Health and Let's talk about travelling. You're hardly ever here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love the UK, but yeah, I, I, I love travelling too. <laughs> You're so busy, aren't you? I've been very lucky, yeah. I mean, um, before Instagram, I- I've been a musician before and after Instagram. Um, and so I've been lucky to kind of build up uh, a musical network um, within the Indian classical community not only within the UK but also in India and other parts of the world but uh, Instagram has also definitely facilitated that um, I would say um, I've been able to for example uh, a lot of the work that I do in Canada is because of a lot of, of it's because of Instagram and being able to network with people through Instagram so um, I've been very fortunate in that sense and yeah I'm uh, onward and upward hopefully um, next month I'm hopefully being uh, Prague and I've never been to the Czech Republic as, as well so I've never actually been to Eastern Europe Per se, actually, so I'm really looking forward to that and uh, seeing what I can do with Indian music there. So we'll see. <laughs> you know my views. I want to look at finding a way to collaborate, and we'll have f- further discussions on that. So for the listeners, how do they find you? Well, I, I, I actually recently went on Google and searched the flute guy, <laughs> and actually it, it comes up. Actually, it might it might be just for me, but I might, I'm not sure if it's for other people, but. Why don't you just give that a try? <laughs> give the flute guy. Google the flute guy. Go on Instagram. There's only one the flute guy. Uh, the flute guy. And follow him because I challenge you not to feel a sense of peace and tranquility when you listen to Praveen talk, but not only that, when you listen to him play. And take note because a lot of people scroll down Instagram and just press like. Take a time when you get to his posts and just read what he's writing. Because sometimes reading one or two words can make a big change. Yeah, um, I'm t- thank like thank you so much. That really means a lot, and um, I'm always trying to uh, improve what I'm doing as well. So, if you do happen to see my posts, um, let me like please send me a message and uh, let me know how what what else you'd like to see, and uh, hopefully we can all work together to to carry this forward. <laughs> now he may be an Oxford graduate that's worked at NASA and is now mega famous on social media, but he's also very approachable. Praveen, thank you for taking the time out. I am, it's my honour, my privilege, and let's talk again sometime when it's warmer. Yeah, for sure. Well, there'll be definitely a sequel to this. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for taking the time. It's been an honour to be here. Thanks again. My pleasure. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra 
are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.